All right. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC. Where the deal is already done, we're going to get it going. I'm starting this one early. It's about five. I don't have time to actually put out a uh, like a little poster thing on social media to try to get people up to speed on, on uh, starting early. <clears throat> but what we're going to do is uh, start early because at six Around like 6, 6.30, I have to go do something. So I wanted to get this done and not procrastinate and then push it to another date where I you know, was going to struggle to get that done. So today we're going to be talking about two topics. We're going to be talking about how uh, perfection isn't – or per, being like perfect on something isn't as good as just getting it done, like just starting it and just, and just getting it done. And then the second topic is going to be um, – uh, Damn, I can't, uh, the word, what, what the word selfish really means. Cause there's a lot of people that will take the word selfish and, and thinks it, and they really think it means one, one type of uh, definition and, and what that, uh, entitles to, but what, um, my definition of selfish is probably a lot different than most people's, uh, definition of selfish really is. So I'm going to go over that because uh, I get called selfish a lot. So I, that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. And that I actually put out a quote, um, and I think he actually talks about it in the speech I put out on Facebook. Put a video of uh, Matthew McConaughey. He did a speech at um, Houston, uh, University of Houston, I believe. And he talked. I think he talked a little bit about the selfish term. And then I have a quote from him that uh, – on my Instagram, personal Instagram page of what his definition of selfish really is. So that's, that's the second topic we're going to talk about that, like what, what the, like what selfish really means and why it's not a bad term. Like everyone wants to make it out to be. So what we're going to first talk about is world ventures, which is a company we're going to, this is how I'm going to break it down. We're going to do world ventures first, two topics, and done deal investments, and then we'll wrap it up with any uh, any comments or anything at the end. So we're on episode 43 of uh, Goals and Updates, by the way, which is pretty pretty impressive on my part. That just means I discipline myself enough to get to the almost halfway to 100. My like the ideal goal for me is to hit 100, and uh, it's going to be mind blowing for me because it's triple digits, and it means I've been I have actually been committing to posting, you know, committing to a content schedule, which is crazy to me. So. Um, what we're going to talk about first is World Ventures. Now, World Ventures is a company I just started, I partnered up with that I'm trying to get uh, people signed up into and try to get more information out so people are more aware of what it is. There's a lot of information and World Ventures is just the company that does a lot of different things. They, they mainly go on and they do traveling. So if you want to go and travel at a discount, they, they get you anything. They do cruises, airlines. Uh, rental, like car rentals. Um, I don't think what else. Hotel rooms. So anything related to travel, they can get you at a discounted price. And then there's ways to get it even more at a discount. So in order to do this, you got to think of it as like Costco's or Sam's Club or BJ's where you buy things in bulk, right? So how they can sell you at a discounted rate is you sign for a membership and pay a small membership fee. And then they buy BJ's. Let's just take BJ's, for example. We'll buy, let's say, paper towels at a massive, large, like, bulk, right? So they'll buy, let's say, like, 
2,000 paper towels and they'll sell you the paper towels for, uh, let's just say $5 for like six rolls of paper towels or seven rolls of paper towels, right? And the reason they can do that is they charge you a small membership fee for, you know, for that year. And then what they did is they bought things in massive bulk, which discounted it to them so they could sell it to you at a very, very low price. So it's the same idea as what World Ventures is doing with the traveling, with like the cruise lines, the air, airfare, uh, hotel rooms. They're, they're buying things in massive bulk to get you at a discounted price. Now, um, I'm going to do a presentation probably this week now because like now I'm, it, today was my first to second day. Uh, I have today and tomorrow and then I'm off from Broward College. So I can start focusing a little bit on doing the presentations and I can start sending them to different people. I've already had a couple people reach out to me and ask me what it was. Uh, so I'm going to send them the presentation. Um, and I'm also probably, I might do a live stream on it. I don't know, like maybe go over a live presentation or something and then post it on Facebook and, and Instagram, but, and social media in general. Um, but I'm making a YouTube channel for that specifically and once I start getting some content up and the channel's up and going I can I can spread that information to you guys and you guys can go check it out it's it really is an amazing company the part that I'm talking about with the traveling is called dream trips so world ventures is the owner that's the main company that supplies this but it's like a because they do other things besides travel so the travel portion from world ventures is called dream trips and there's a bunch of different things. You can actually sign up with them and start um, selling selling uh, memberships to like your friends and family, and they'll discount things even more on your end of travel. So it's it's they call it network marketing. Uh, that's that's what this really is. So and there's a lot of things when most people sign up, they don't know all this stuff. Like I fully don't even know all the stuff that's going on because when I signed up, the, my team didn't really enforce me on what was going on. So I figured if I would go make a YouTube channel about all the things that, that's available on that, um, more people would be intrigued by it. More people would probably want to sign up. So that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm just going to pass information once I start getting that channel put completely together and, and, and uh, got the content in there and I can, I can move it on to you guys. But world, that's, that's, that's World Ventures in a nutshell. It's just discounted products and you're trying to make, you're making money off of word of mouth, presenting it to other people them signing up and then them signing their friends and family up and it's you're just making money all around it's 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 a very very cool um company to work for because you're getting paid as you travel so as you travel they're paying you and then you can do your regular purchases and get more points to discount more products so it is it is a great company um but when i get more information and i put the presentations together i'll, I'll send that guy that, that information to everyone that uh that comes across these live streams so what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the first topic which is um how perfect is not better than getting it done now i used to call myself a perfectionist meaning like i never wanted to show anyone anything until it was completely perfect and what i what i slowly sort of realized is it's never perfect because once you once you think you've had let's say I wanted to build a BMX bike I used to build BMX bikes and I used to do a lot of like mechanical um, elements to it and you'd go and buy this part right and there's so many different parts on a bike you got the spokes you got the rims you got the tires you got uh, the bars you've got um, can't think of the, the stem you've got the actual frame of the bike 
you've got um what are they called uh damn it's been a while since i've actually worked on a bike so i'm trying to think of all the parts but you got the the grips that go on the handlebars you got i'm trying to think the uh the bearings inside so when you when you go to you know turn the bars it aligns with the stem and it turns the wheel which has the forks there's forks that hold the wheel in place so and then you got hubs which go on the, in between the spokes and the rims so there's a lot of different parts to a bike and you can customize all of that you can go and get a better hub you can go get better rims you can go get better spokes so when i used to i used to want to show people things when i thought it was completely perfect and like homework assignments essays i never really showed people drafts i'd just be like all right here's what i have i think it's perfect like read it now instead of getting like an opinion as i'm doing something now what i what i what i really learned by working in marketing and business is that it's never going to be perfect. You're going to get it a certain way and think it's perfect, present it to someone and they're going to be like, Oh, like, like what's this? And they're going to point something out to you and you're like, Oh man, I didn't think about that. And then you're going to want to change it. Or you're going to do it to yourself. You're going to present. And as you're presenting and you're going over your thing over and over and over again, your presentation, you might point something out and be like, Oh wow. Like I didn't realize that I messed this part up. I'm going to change this and it'll sound better. So, and I've, and when I started done deal investments, LLC, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't really think about this. Uh, what's up the real Lori Scott. What's up. Um, but so I, I didn't, I didn't really, I, when I first started done deal investments, I didn't think about that. So like I bought like massive bulk, um, objects like business cards. And then after I got the business cards and I went through a couple of them after a month, then I started realizing like, Oh, I could change this. So, I, I didn't think about that when I first started done deal investments and then it didn't really catch on to me that perfect wasn't always the best uh, solution to things. It was just getting something, getting it done and then working and then coming back later on it instead of like trying to make it perfect. And I, I really think that, um, I, uh, I really think that that's a big issue that a lot of us have is we want it to be completely perfect in order for us to move on. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure like with art, that's a big thing. Um, I'm sure with, you know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to come up with an idea, you're trying to perfect the idea to go pitch it to someone rather than just getting a basic idea and then pitching it. If, um, I'm trying to think what else, uh, this would probably be like a massive change for someone in a different industry, but it changed my, my whole perspective because that's how I used to do things. I used to be like, all right, it has to be perfect before I can move on to something else. And what you, what you realize is it actually slows you down and it's never going to be perfect. That's what I started realizing with different things. It's like either someone's going to pick something out or you're going to go over it and you're just going to be like, Oh wow, I didn't see that before. And you're going to want to change it. Uh, and like with my business cards, I realized, which I have over here, I got the I got the business I got um man I got the I think a business cards in here. Here is this my this is my business card. So all right. So I got this part, right? Which um I liked. Let me show on both cameras. And then I have the back. Or this is technically the front. And then the other side's the back. 
So what I realized with this, right, we'll take this for example, because this is my uh, Done Deal Investments LLC business card. So what I realized is I ordered about, I want to say 150, maybe 250 cards. When I, when, and this is the first design I ever came out with, right? So after I did that, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm set. Because I was thinking more of the, I was thinking more of like money, like saving money rather than, oh man, like things are going to change as I go through the company. So what I was thinking now, after I ordered them and I was thinking about different things, I want to put the done deal emblem in, on, on the actual front so people start recognizing the brand and the logo. Because that's, really that's really what I wasn't thinking when I first designed done deal investments was I, I wasn't thinking about, okay, branding. It was more of like, all right, I, got, I just got to get it done, like at least start get it done and then start adding, which is the, which was the right mentality. I just didn't think about it in the sense of like how soon things were going to change because it's a new company. Right. So that, so that's, that's one thing I really want to put the done deal investment logo on the front and like have it like visible, but maybe like a little bit faded so you can see the actual background, but so you can actually start having an idea of the logo and start branding. And then maybe, like, I haven't really thought too much on this side, the back side, but I kind of thought, like, now since we're all, like, social media, uh, tech savvy, I was thinking maybe I could put the social media icons here that we have. So, like, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and put the emblems there. So that way people can uh, start joining and I can start building some more social media followers. But at the same, you know, so that, that, that's just my intake on, on um, something that I thought, you know, I wasn't really thinking about, I was just thinking about doing, but I wasn't really thinking about just kind of getting it done and, and leaving that, that, that uh, part open so then I could come back and re, redo things. But so that's that. Um, trying to think what else that I used to do. I can give you another example of like why perfect really isn't the best scenario for you. Um, at the job I work for, and especially if, if, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're more lean towards a, a left kind of like political view, you're going to go more towards a, like a political correctness. Um, so everything's got to be perfect. Like, and that's what I notice a lot about like my friends that are, um, Democrat or like even, even the, I guess now that, you know, it's my ex, but the, the thing is like with them is like they criticize a lot, right? So if you're, if you're a little bit more towards the left, you like, you'll probably criticize a lot more objects and stuff and, and ideas. And so like, if I showed them something like this, they probably automatically maybe go to like, all right, you got to change that. I don't like the spelling on that. Uh, change, you know, maybe change the background on this. So um, they'll try to go for perfection. That's what I, that's what I learned is they'll go, they'll try to go for a political kind of correctness um, that, and, and they can't, and they can't help that. Like if you tried to tell them to just do something and then come back to it, I don't think they could do that. I mean, they could probably force themselves to do it, but Mentally, I don't think they'd be, they'd probably be freaking out inside. I don't think they'd be able to do it because everything to them has to be perfect. So like my, the office I work at with Broward College, everything has to be perfect. 
And uh, this comes with grammar, this comes with spelling, this comes with uh, basically any, anything you do, it kind of has to be perfect. So it's always critique to perfection. And I just, you know, in that space, like I feel like, I, I mean, I, even though it's a, it's a well-known brand, right? Broward College is a, a very well-known brand for college. But in my mind, it's trying to tweak itself to perfect, at least on the marketing side. But, that, I mean, that's just my opinion. But that, that's another example I could give you is, like, sometimes I feel like we waste a lot of time trying to perfect something, and then it's like, all right, this assignment's done, and then it gets pushed back because it's like, all right, you got you to gotta keep perfecting this. And they're normally, like, little minor issues. Uh, it's, it's never like, oh, the logo's wrong or um, the color contrast is wrong. It, it's normally like, you know, maybe change this small word to this. So it makes it sound like it's completely different over in this perspective, right? So, uh, so that's something that I, that's another example I can give you is like, I, I always looked at things as I kind of went into marketing as like, I, I started seeing it more because in marketing, you're trying to perfect it a lot more. Uh, let me, all right. So I think that's, I think that's uh, pretty good to wrap up on like perfection is not better than just getting it done. And actually real quick before we move on, it actually, that's why a lot of businesses don't actually get started by the way, is because I procrastinated a, a lot with starting a business. And the reason I procrastinated was like, oh, I'm like, oh, like I have the idea, but it's not perfected to the point where I can go and sell it or it's not perfected to the point where I can go and uh, create this and feel comfortable then presenting this. So that's actually a big reason why a lot of companies or um, people don't actually go and start a business is because they're trying to get it so perfected that they can feel good about it and then get it out. And it kind of actually hurts you because you'll take so long trying to perfect it. And then you'll never ever go and present it or, or make it happen. It'll just be an idea or a thought. So that's another good example for anyone that's probably like that comes across this and wants to start a business. Just go and do it. Like I didn't have everything I didn't even have the name for done deal investments. Originally when I went to start this, I was just like, all right, like I understand the concept of how it's going to work. Um, and then from there, I just, you know, I was like, all right, like I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about registering it or like coming up with, I didn't even have a name. I didn't have done deal investments. Uh, I didn't even have a logo. I had nothing. Right. So when I first started going into it, uh, I think, Someone pitched, I think it was Eric, one of my, one of my best friends pitched me the idea for done. He's like, Oh, it's a done deal. And joked about it. And I was like, Oh, that's perfect. So then I just put my last name and then done deal investments. Cause it was more of like, it's more of like investing. It's more of like an investment trying to help someone else get out of it. And then I was going to add other things. And then I already had like the ideas of adding other things. So, and then I just got a license. And then I was like, all right, the next move is this. And I just went to the next move and just went and did it and did it. And I'm like, all right. I got to go and register it in Florida because that's obviously where I'm doing all my business. So now I got to go and figure out how to register in Florida. How do I do that? And then I'm like, all right, they got to put money in this direction and go here and do this. And the next step is now opening up a business account so money can flow in and out and you can keep track of it for tax purposes. So 
you'll never, you'll never fully have it put together. You just got to start running with things and start going and things will start clicking. That's, that's in life too. Cause we all want to plan. That's actually, and then I'm thinking about it. That's actually the perfect topic to talk about is like just life in general, because you start off, you know, being a, a kid, a baby, and you come into being a teen then you come into being kind of like semi-adult then you go into like really being an adult and then you live, right? And then you get old and you, then you retire, right? So your idea in life really is to preserve or like try to get a clear image or picture of where you want to focus and go down. And then you're planning and you're trying to commit to the plan, right? It's kind of the same idea with the business, except, you know, obviously it doesn't always go perfect. Like life isn't perfect. You, you might have the route and the focus and the drive, but you know, so, something's always going to happen. Life's always going to come around and do something. So you're going to have to adapt. Same thing. Like, you know, it's life isn't perfect. So you got to adapt and move around. So you just got to figure out how to get it done, go get it done and then move on to the next thing. And that's, that's, that's business in a nutshell, honestly. Um, but, uh, so that's what I learned too. Cause I used to, I used to use the excuse too of like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Like I got to get it. It's got to be perfect. And then I present it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not the case. Like you, you just got to do it. All right. So that's, uh, why, you know, how perfect or how perfect is not better than getting it done. And now what we're going to do is now we're going to talk about the word selfish and the, and the, what it really means. Cause this one gets skewed. Uh, people like to call other people selfish all the time. I've actually gotten called, uh, with, uh, now and it's weird. Cause like, I just, it, it's just weird for me to say X. Cause like, it's not, it's. Like my girl, like I just broke up with my girlfriend, so it's weird to say X, but she used to do it all the time to me in the sense of, uh, she used to say that I'm selfish because, you know, I'm too focused on maybe on this side and like, I'm not over here and, uh, you know, I'm trying to get, you know, when you're constantly in business, you're constantly thinking about money and to certain people, when you're thinking constantly about money, it comes across as, oh, you're greedy Oh, you're selfish. Oh, you got to do it this way, right? So the real meaning for selfish, and everyone should be selfish, by the way, is because you got to focus on yourself before you can do anything. Like if you're, not, if you're not focused on yourself and you're not selfish for yourself in order to get yourself established, in order to get yourself in the direction that you want to go, you can't help anyone around you. So I could be completely broke and selfless, but until I can get out of being broke and out of and getting out of that mindset of like, I have nothing to give because if I'm completely broke, I got nothing to really give you. I can't, I can't help you really. You know, I can give you love and support, but that can only go so far. Normally you need money. You know, you need money to get you to that next thing. It's, you, you, we all have problems. So you got to have money to solve the problem. So when I talk a lot about money, you know, it's just for some reason it's rooted in society. I, I don't know why people don't like talking about money. Everyone should want to talk about money. Money is one, easily one of the most important elements to survive, to get what you need to survive. Uh, you know, that's probably a better uh, term to use. But to get, get to the next destination, it's a tool. Like anything else, it's just a tool. Um, now, yes, is there, are there some people that are really greedy and don't really care about anyone else around them and they just want money? Of course. I mean, that's with anything, but 
in order to be selfish or selfless, you have to be able to be into a, a position where you can start giving to other people. Now, obviously you can give without um, spending a lot of money. Like I've, I've been trying to volunteer my time. So you can volunteer time in exchange and like, you know, like volunteering and, and picking up trash in communities and maybe teaching uh, little kids how to read. So there, there's ways to volunteer. But in the end, what it really comes down to is you need, you need money to make a real big difference. Like if you want to go in and give a million dollars to, let's say for me, I, I really like the Wounded Warriors charity because I, I just, I, I really like the vets. Like I appreciate uh, the vets that serve in the United States uh, military. So I really like the Wounded Warriors charity, but in order for me to make a big, big difference with the Wounded Warriors charity, I got to be able to donate a lot of money without it completely crushing me, right? Because if you're donating a lot of money and, and you can't support yourself after you donate the money, then you kind of, you're back to square one. So self, you know, being selfish is not what everyone, everyone cracks it to really be. Like we, we, I don't know why, like we all think like selfish is that person selfish because that person just wants to get money and, for himself. Well, yeah, you have to have money for yourself in order to live. So I don't know why people think that that is the specific term for being selfish. I mean, it's, it's not really what it is. Like my, my definition of selfish is someone that completely doesn't, doesn't care about anyone else, but, but their own self in the sense of like, if someone, if you had something to offer someone else and you really didn't need it, right? Like you had enough, like you had enough abundance of whatever it was. Like let's say cash. Let's say you had enough abundance of cash to give to that person and you knew it was going to make a big difference in that person's life. And it wasn't going to financially crush you and you could, and you could get away with getting that good deed out. That's, you know, that's, that's a whole different story than like, all right, I need to, I'm trying to get to point A from point A to point B. And like, I really need this, this resource right here. I can't give this resource away because you got to benefit yourself out of it. And it's a whole different story, but in society, it, it just, for some reason, people get things twisted with the whole selfish thing. And there's plenty of actors, plenty of actors, plenty of people that the people that are actually the wealthy people that are like the mo like that, that get criticized for being uh, sel uh, selfish all the time are the ones that are the least selfish because they have stuff to be able to to offer to the table to go give to someone else. And I used to be on the other side of that too, uh, which is the funniest part because I used to honestly, a lot of the viewpoints that I have now, I used to probably be on the other side, a, a lot of them, political, any anything you can think of. At one point, I was probably on the other side. And it's just because it's really easy to go with the flow society. You don't do the research. You don't look things up. But the funny thing with being selfish is that the people that are really selfish are the people that are poor, people that are broke. Why is that? Because they don't have anything to offer and they have to focus on themselves to get out of being poor, right? So this is a concept that was passed that, that I picked up on and, and was passed to me, um, it was Grant Cardone that I think originally uh, where it clicked because I heard him talking about it and I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's a crazy thought. It's like, you don't think like that. You just think like, oh, that guy's poor, right? That guy's poor. That guy doesn't have any money. 
and then you think the rich person would, is the one that's being selfish because they have so much, right? But what you start to learn is that the rich actually give a lot more to the poor than the poor give to anyone else. So they're, they're not selfish. It's just the ideology or it's easier to think reverse in the other direction. And that's normally what a lot of this stuff is. It's just you got to you got to have an open mind and you got to like think you gotta think hard about it and start collecting different pieces of data and you start realizing that it's 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 not that way. It's so much easier obviously to think that the poor are are selfless when it comes to like money and stuff like that and the rich are the ones that are the selfish people because of uh they have abundance of wealth and they have you know 20 of these things and three of these things and they could easily just give one away and it'd be okay and they'd still be able to maybe buy another one or whatever but um that's mostly what happens is they normally they give away something of value or they end up buying something for the person or they give them money uh they give them and you know they can give more value away that's the craziest part that changed my my whole perspective on it was like if you're rich you can then be way more selfless than anyone else in the world which is crazy it's a, it's a crazy thought so that's that but originally when i got that thought it was uh i heard it from grant cardone and he was talking about how you know he's very extreme so when you hear it at first you're like what and then um as he gets more into depth about it it starts making a lot more like logical and uh, logical sense and then i heard it from other people too so like um, obviously we're in a very politically divide, um, society right now with between the right and the left, you know, Republicans, Democrats, but I started hearing it a lot from Republicans because obviously, um, business owners is where most of the wealth goes to. It goes to a business owner and then they are the ones that are recycling the economy. Um, so the business owners are normally the ones that are normally are more wealthy than, uh, you know, just like a random citizen that's working for an employer or whatever. It's normally the case, normally a business owner. But, um, and that's why, you know, the left attacks the, the right, you know, like business and all, all that stuff. But uh, the, the point that I was trying to make out of that was that's, that's where it gets twisted is like, they, you know, the left obviously thinks that the business owners and the corporations and the wealthy should be taxed heavier and, and, and sacrifice the wealth over to the poor, uh, which honestly doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. And you really logically think about it. Why should someone else that has put their hard earned cash at risk and someone that's, that's actually achieved a lot more and, and went through a lot more hell to go and get, have to sacrifice all that to help someone else that's not willing to go out there and put themselves on the line, take a risk, go out there and do something. And that, and that's something that uh, you don't hear a lot about. You just hear like, Oh, like the wealthy, if, if the wealthy would go and put, uh, you know, get taxed at maybe a 15% increase, then they could help a million plus or whatever. But there's way more to it. It's first of all, it's that's technically considered stealing. You're stealing money from someone else that's worked hard for. Her. That's like me coming to you, which by the way, uh, the government does do. They take tax out of your paycheck. Um, but basically at gunpoint, cause if you don't pay taxes, so you get arrested. But that's like me coming to you 
right? And let's say you're not wealthy and I'm like, hey, like, just because, just because I feel like it, I'm going to come up to you and I'm going to take $50 out of your paycheck, actually make it $150 out of your paycheck every single month. Or, you know, if you, let's say you get paid every two weeks, every two weeks, I'm going to come and take $150 out of your paycheck. And, uh, you know, just because I can. Then that's basically what that's, you know, that's, that's what you have to think is like, that's basically what you're trying to do to someone else that has way more, that's done a lot more. Um, but that's one thing. And then obviously there's a whole political conversation on that, but, um, I try, you know, it's, it's hard. Cause when you're talking about business and you're talking about, um, like money, it, it, a lot of it ties into like policies and political acts. So it's, it's really hard to stay away from politics on this channel, um, which, you know, I, and I, and the crazy part too is like, I, you know, I, te I, I lean way more right than I do left. So I, I'm definitely Republican over Democrat. I wouldn't consider myself a libertarian uh, because like, I don't, I don't really lean anywhere left. It's, it's like... 99% of the time it's, it's, it's right. It's not left. So, and that's just because my morals, my beliefs, uh, my goals, a lot of it is business oriented. Um, a lot of it is, uh, I have, you know, I, I'm not trying to go too deep into this, but a lot of it is just like beliefs and values. Uh, you know, I'm Catholic business, I, I, you know, business is a big thing with me. And the, the left doesn't, doesn't really care too much about business. It's, it's more the right taxes. Um, what else? Uh, religion, you know, I'm Catholic. So it does, it's like I said, it plays a lot into it. Um, yeah. And honest and, and telling you, dude, like if you're watching this and you're, and you lean pretty far left, I'm telling you dig deep. Uh, most people that are too far left can't get out of the left. Uh, or they'll, they'll go too far left and they'll realize that it's, it's, it's a load of shit. You know, one side's trying to promote you free shit. And the other side's kind of saying, you know, wake up and start working and start hustling your ass. Cause that's how you, that's how you make it. You know, that's why we have a 10%, you know, the wealthiest of the wealthy, there's a 10% gap. And then you have the 1% because those people are willing to do what other people aren't, aren't willing to do. They're willing to go work hard go put in the work and come back and, and work on something else and then come over here and invest their money into the right things and put a little bit of risk on their money and, and, and gains and income on return and a whole bunch of different things that, uh, you know, well, I definitely want to, I definitely want to get into a little bit of, um, like once I start getting like equipment and stuff and I can start doing like, maybe like get this, this podcast steady or this live stream steady, and then maybe work with something with uh, the guy Daniel on motivational speaking. Cause that's probably gonna be more like motivational speaking. These are just, this channel is more of just like topics. And then I update you on like my personal stuff. But, um, you know, I definitely do want to do like political stuff. It just intrigues me a lot. I, I watch a lot of like debates. I watch a lot of different, um, political elements that are going on in the world. Just, you know, just to have the knowledge, but, um, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely not going to be a, it's definitely going to be, if I'm trying to think of how to like word this properly, but it's definitely going to be leaned more right because I don't, I don't believe a lot of the stuff that's on the left.
So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. But if something happens like if something happens that the right does, then I'm not gonna and I don't agree with. Like I'm gonna tell you my honest opinion on it. But it's probably gonna be more of like a conservative channel or a conservative podcast more than anything. Like it definitely will not be like it's definitely not gonna be like all right here's the left and like. I, I, you know, it's going to be more of like opinion. I'm going to try to do some facts. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try to do some homework before I probably go into a topic. It, it's going to have, it's going to be pretty great. And the thing too, is like, I'm pretty neutral on uh, talking to someone. The thing when I start getting pissed is when someone else is, uh, cause this happened to me at work. It's happened to me with my, my ex. Um, it's when you, when you're on completely different sides and you're trying to talk, talk about something and then it start for some reason the vibe start going personal and it's really once you're in that personal element or that space it's really hard to get out of it uh and that's kind of what happened at at my uh workplace with like two other coworkers cuz everyone over there is really far left they're they're democrats over there that's really far left uh and i completely like 99% of the time disagree with most of the stuff they talk about in politics uh, they believe that Obama was a god. I I think Obama was the worst president ever in history. Um, they they don't like Trump, which you know I'm not. I uh, I like the policies, you know, but I don't. Some of the stuff that he does, I don't agree with. It's more of probably like a Ben Shapiro type vibe. But um, I'm trying to think of like, but yeah. Probably, probably ended on that, but on like the whole politic talk. But you'll you'll see like once once I get to that point where I can more openly talk about it, because like like right now I don't really care about the the divide, like not meaning like I don't want people to come together. Meaning like I don't I don't care how someone else perceives me as in that view. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you the truth. Like I'm gonna try to be as honest with you. I'm gonna just tell you. Uh, it's how I've always been. And that's something that has kept me as real as, as I could possibly be because I don't, I don't bullshit. I don't, I don't tell people things just to tell them so they, they feel good about themselves. And then they, they're like, oh, like you made me feel great about myself. Like I'm going to tell you the truth because in the end, the truth is the only thing that really matters. All right. I, I can feed you bullshit and you can be happy with your life. But if I'm feeding you shit, I mean, that's, that's what gets a lot of us in trouble is you got the wrong information. So I'm not... When I start that 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 podcast, that channel, or whatever it, it ends up becoming, um, it's gonna. I'm just gonna be as bluntly honest with you as I possibly can, from uh, opinions to facts to um, anything that's real. So, you know, look, you can look out for that. I don't know what that's gonna be called. It's probably gonna be something with done. I I kind of feel like just keeping the the something with done in it just makes it a lot better because then people just associate me with it. And I, I, that's, that's something I want to do. It's kind of branding more of like a bigger brand for myself. So I was thinking I had an idea for it. It was like done, uh, done with politics. So it'd be like done, like, you know, obviously me with politics, but it also sound like, Oh, you're done with politics. Right. So kind of, it's one of those titles where like, it might draw in other people that don't really like politics in a sense. And maybe they'll listen and like, and maybe like that channel or like the content or, um, <clears throat> cause I don't, I don't really know the vibe for that yet. Like I haven't really thought about the vibe because it could go either way. Like 
I can either be a little bit more intense, I can be a little bit more mellow, like how I do this channel, um, or, you know, I, I could be, you know, it might be in between. It might be like I might get a – depending on what I'm talking about and the topics, uh, I could be a little bit more in between aggressive and a little bit, you know, chill. Like obviously I can't, I can't go and write a policy and change it, but I can at least inform you. So – and normally with me too is like I have this idea of like, yeah, I want, I want it to be a certain way. Is like politics and stuff. I want it to be a certain way, but at the same time, like I, you can't change everything. Like it, it, what's the damage that's done is done. And then you just got to try and move and try to like figure out the best way to like negotiate around it. And you know, that's all you can really do. Cause it's always going to be a, de it's always going to be a democratic party and a Republican party. So you're going to have to, you know, you got to understand that it's never going to go your way. a uh, 110% of the time. So there's no point in getting mad over shit. And the other thing too is, uh, especially with this channel is, um, if you're relying on the government to, to fix all your problems, your, your, your mental state of mind is in the complete, completely bad, uh, way of thinking about politics. Cause politics is obviously made to help, you know, try to help people and, uh, get it a certain way. But you have to understand, like, if you're relying on, the government to change all your problems, like you're not going to win in life. You're just going to, you're going to be like everyone else where they're like, Oh, I hope they pass this. I hope they pass this. Or, um, you're going to be one of the people that are, are pissed and riding on the streets, which it's not even worth. It's not even, it's not worth it. I don't even know why people ride to be honest with you. It's the dumbest thing in the world. But, um, unless, it, unless, unless you have to, like there's certain spots where they had to overthrow, uh, you know, different governments and stuff, but, um, nothing, nothing, uh, too bad. So I just door opened up. Um, but all right. So what I'm going to do, so that's coming in the near future. Uh, I don't know when that's going to, that's nowhere really on my radar right now, but I just, you know, I've, I've had these thoughts about doing that for a long time, just because there's so many people that like, I, I you know, their facts are completely wrong about a lot of different political elements. So I, I really thought about that, but um, I was going to say, uh, so, all right. So now what we'll do is we'll talk about done deal investments. And then from there, we'll just wrap it up. Uh, cause we're almost at 6 PM. So I gotta, I think, I think I'm going out at like six, like 20 or some or 15. I want to give myself a couple minutes, but before I go out, but all right. So done deal investments for anyone that doesn't know, my name's Tyler Dunn. I own a company named done deal investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. And how this company is designed to work so far is it's matching a seller with an investor. Now, if you're the seller, meaning like a distressed person with like financial issues that uh, they might have liens on the property, they might have, um, they might not have been living there for a long time and they're trying to keep up with the maintenance and they can't keep up with it, job transfers, uh, messy divorces, um, let's see, like you inherited a house. So maybe like your, one of your family members or loved ones passed away and you're in the will and you received this house. You don't know what to do with it. Uh, it will, we can help you with that. How, so that's, that's what we consider a distressed seller. Now the investor is just someone that wants to flip obviously the house. They want to put some capital, their own capital into it from their business. And they want to flip the house and sell it on the market. Now, 
Um, how this works, it's a three-step process. Now, I, I call it the three-step uh, the three steps to financial freedom. So the first step would be we have to somehow get into communication. Now, I prefer the phone. You can text me. Um, the phone number is 954-857-6450. Now, you can text me too, but I prefer the phone just because it's a lot easier. You can even email me at dundealinvestments at outlook.com. Uh, you could do that way. You can go on any of the social medias with Done Deal Investments or even my personal accounts, and you can still do it that way. Uh, if you're on, if you're trying to go through the Done Deal Investments social medias, it's um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we're working on a YouTube page right now. Uh, the website is not live yet, so I think once the website goes live, you could definitely go through the website and contact us. And uh, that's that, that part. So we got we to gotta communicate some way. Remember, phone preferably. And um, we're just going to ask you some simple questions on your house, your, you know, the, uh, the, the financial condition that you're in. So that way we have a better understanding of what we need to do to help you get out of it. And uh, from there, then we're going to set up a date. So now we're on step two. So then what we're going to do is move on to a date where we can meet at your property you can ask me any questions you have. <clears throat> My main goal at that point is to then uh, inspect the house in the sense of, all right, what's the damage that we have to fix your house into mint condition? So I'm going to bring a sheet and it's going to give me an estimate price. You know, all right, we have a broken window. We have a roof, you know, a leaky roof that we have to repair. We have mold. We have, you know, X, Y, and Z. And uh, from there, what we're going to do is I'll get an estimate cost. And then I'm gonna take five pictures inside the house or the property and five on the outside of the property. Now, the reason for the pictures, and so we have the estimate cost, is so when I go and find an investor after that point, you know, I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna do some research on the property in the neighborhood, and then from there what's gonna happen is I'm gonna send the pictures in a brochure with the information, and I'm gonna go and find an investor to help um, help you, you know, find an investor to get to actually come into the deal with us. Now, from here, I'll send that to the investor, you know, go find an investor. I then what I'm going to have to do is negotiate with you, the seller. This is now we're going on to step three. I have to go and figure out how much your house is worth in mint condition and how much the expenses are going to cost the investor and then negotiate a deal with you. And you know, the terms that you need, the policy that you need. And from there, what's going to happen is, um, how I do this, by the way, just so you understand that I'm not ripping you off or anything and you understand where the numbers are coming from. Um, what I do is I go and go into your, your let's say you have a specific neighborhood. I'm going to go into that neighborhood and I'm going to figure out the three closest houses that, that fit your property. And what we're going to do is we're going to come up with an average cost that has been, um, you know, the average price that's going around that are the houses that are around your same size, uh, replicated into your house. That's where we're going to get the average cost. And from there, we're just going to deduct the estimated cost to put it into mint condition. That's where we're going to get that price to negotiate with you. Uh, from there, once we come to an agreement on the terms, the price, the policy, we're going to go into a contract. We'll both sign it. 
and then we'll get the investor on the board and I'll, you know, give him the scoop on what's going on and then he'll sign it. He'll take ownership of the property and we're going to give you cash for what we agreed on and you can just, you know, go find another place. It's just like a temporary band-aid basically. It's, it's, it's giving you another resource. So if, you know, you needed help, you'd go to, you know, probably in your mind, you're like, all right, I'll go to a bank and go get more financing. But, you know, the banks are very stingy. It's probably was hard enough to get the loan or the mortgage that you probably had to go get to originally go get the house. And banks are very stingy on loans. Like they don't really help you. Um, You know, the next best thing you probably thought to yourself was go to a real estate agent and the real estate agent you know, it's, unless it's in really great condition, it's really hard to put it on the market to sell it really quick. Cause most people aren't going to, you know, most people that are going on to the MLS, the mar- the actual market for selling housing, they're trying to go for Like it's people that are trying to go and buy and live in the property. And, and you know, you might not have the best house to do that. So this is where Dundee investments LLC is going to come into place and it's trying to give homeowners or property owners another resource to get their household fast they need for any reason and uh the goal is you know how how everyone wins in this deal because everyone wins in this deal the seller wins because he's getting out of the financial um situation clean when i mean clean like he's not his credit's not being destroyed he's not having to go into bankruptcy uh it's he's just getting a clean slate He's getting the cash to then go and, and get another property that's in his budget. Investor's happy because he's going to put his capital in. Excuse me. Put his capital in, flip the home, and make a profit. And myself and Dundee Investments LLC is going to be happy because we're going to get paid by the investor, which is another key element for the seller. Is the seller, if you went to a real estate agent, you have to pay the real estate agent commission on the, the, the money that you're earning. For us, it's it's you're not paying us commission. Like we're just giving you the cash. The investor is going to pay us the commission um, on the deal for a finder's fee. So that's the cool part too. Is like you're not even paying us. It's the investor that's going to pay us. So, um, so then obviously the done deal investment is going to win because we're going to get a little bit more capital, invest it back into the company, and and try to go get more deals and help more people out. Now my vision for this because it's not it's it's nowhere clear it's nowhere even to this point but it's just an idea of like what i'm doing because you know it's goals and updates um my vision for this is to eventually be able to add different elements onto done deal investments llc so home inspections maybe like get a real estate's license and add some realtors on um and, and like like anything like the sky's the limit at that point uh just add different elements that's going to help the, you know, maybe even get someone qualified to do mortgages. So then when we go and help you, uh, we can help you get qualified for mortgages and loans, just little, little elements that we can add into done deal investments where uh, we can help you from the next step to the next step to the next step, to the next step. And the reason for this is because, you know, it's, it's, it's a burden for the seller. Like if I get you out of the financial situation, that's all I can really do and just give you the cash. And then you have to go and find other companies, like maybe like two or three other different companies that specialize in different elements to then go and uh, protect the money that we just gave you. Because then the next step obviously is to go find a real estate agent. Uh, the next step after that is to get the home inspected. And then, um, 
And then the next step after that is to probably go get qualified for a loan or go get qualified for, uh, you know, cause you might not want to, you know, depending on how much money you got, you know, uh, you might not be able to afford the next house or you might want to save some of the money and put like a down payment down and then use a loan to give you a little bit more leverage on money. So that's something that I thought about. That's something that I really thought about with Done Deal Investments LLC. I, re I really thought about it and like I'm constantly thinking about different things. Now, it's going to take me time because it's all license based. Those are all things I got to go get licensed. I got to go get licensed in home inspections. I got to get caught up on code, uh, the Florida coding for like properties and stuff for inspections. Uh, if I wanted to put real estate agents, I'd have to probably go get a real estate license. Um, if I wanted to do something probably with like mortgages and, and loans with a bank, I probably would have to probably get licensed in that. I don't, I haven't even thought, you know, investigated too far into that. It was just an element that I kind of randomly came up with, but yeah, so that's, that's the goal that I'm, that I, I seek and the vision for done deal investments LLC. It's, it's really to get to help the person that really needs the help to the next item. So they're not struggling and trying to find good resources and people and, um, you know, other companies. So that's, that's an, in a nutshell, uh, done deal investments, LLC. Uh, now the slogan is where the deal is already done, uh, for a number, number of reasons. Now the first one obviously is my name's, uh, done D U N N. And then the other, the other thing too is, um, we're, we're putting everything together for you. So like my mission is just to have everything done for you. Like that's that's the real mission with the with Done Deal Investments LLC to sign the paper and come to an agree, agreement with us um, on the deal. That's all you have to do, and then from there, I just do all the work. I go and find the investor. I put the deal together. Um, I make sure everything gets executed properly. We go through a transactional agency. You know, it's it's all it's all perfectly legal. Like I do everything pretty much. Uh, the or at least Done Deal Investments LLC does basically everything. You know, I might hire someone to help me with something, but um, it's basically all done under Dundee Investments LLC. So we, we do everything for you on that part. Now, I think that's gonna, I think I'm gonna wrap it up there. I, I kind of, I did on this one, I did like the two topics. Uh, the thing that I, I got me again was I just wanted to hurry up and get this done because I got to go meet up with her soon. Uh, the, the one person I'm going to meet up with, but, um, I didn't use the note card. So, I'm, you know, that's the second time I didn't use the note card and I kind of stumbled and like was trying to think of topic, you know, the topic that we had. So that's something that I'm going to, you know, take away from. And the reason I'm telling you guys this is because I want you to see that I'm not perfect. Like I want you to see that, uh, you know, I struggle with different things. I'm learning and I'm growing as we, you know, we go through this together, this, this, uh, this live stream cycle. So, all right, guys, that's going to be it for episode 43 with goals and updates. Uh, again, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. And remember, if you want to travel at a fraction of the cost, reach out to me and I'll, I'll go over. Uh, I should have the presentation for you guys and I can send you a presentation, a lot like uh, a recorded presentation of what Dream Trips is. That's that's for the vacation and what World Ventures, uh, you know, what the company represents. So, all right, guys. Have a great Monday. I'll see you Wednesday and peace.